as a young boy, I remember our family taking a vacation. Bishop put us all in the car and we started driving to our destination. While in transit, we found ourselves in some very weird places. One particular time, we stopped to rest at a hotel. This hotel had a pool and it was hot. So when kids are hot and they see a pool, they wanna go swimming. So my sister Kim, Elder Charles and I were allowed to go swimming in this beautiful pool. Lady May was watching us from a distance on the side of the pool. And once we jumped in the pool, everybody else in the pool jumped out as fast as they could. We didn't realize that everyone was staring at us as we entered the gate of the pool. We didn't even realize that everyone in the pool area was a different race. All we realized was Lady May quickly saying in a loud voice, you all did not have to get out of the pool. We are people just like you. Shortly thereafter, as, as we had moved on and traveled a little further, I believe we were at a gas station. And this time, Bishop was not Bishop at that time, but he was still who he is, Pastor Blake. Bishop was standing, minding his own business. And a man walked up and said to him, you must be one of those niggers. And my magnificent father gave the greatest response that could have been given. I would tell you what that response was, but I'll let Bishop tell his own stories. On the same trip, we stopped to watch people flying remote control gliders. And I remember this man flying his glider straight into my back. After my father dusted me off and confronted the man, the man said it was an accident. And that is the same excuse still given today after so many people have been killed by racism. Racism is here and it always has been. The definition of racialism is a theory that race determines human traits and capacities. The definition of racism is a belief that some races are by nature superior to others. Also, discrimination based on such belief which creates the racist. Racism has always been a scar on the face of the world as well as life itself. It hurts us all because we truly need each other to survive. I imagine that racism lifted up its ugly head when Adam and Eve took the forbidden fruit because Satan said, 
For God knows that in the day you eat of this fruit, your eyes will be opened and you will become like God, knowing good and evil. That's in Genesis chapter 3, verse 5. Since that time, it has always been man's desire to be like God, to be stronger, better, more deserving, and more in charge than the next person. Racism is the belief that different races possess distinct characteristics, abilities, or qualities especially so as to distinguish them as inferior or superior to one another. And there are some who say racism does not exist. As believers, there is a way that we are to look at life and all of the things in it. And to better understand racism, I've learned to look at racism like any other sin we need to be delivered from. At the very root of racism, you will find sin. It is pride that causes one to lift themselves above any other person or race, and the topic of racism has even confused many people in God's church. So as believers... There are some things we need to understand in looking at and dealing with racism. The Bible clearly condemns any form of racism and places equal value on all life. The Bible says that all men were created in the image of God. In the image of God, he created them male and female. That's Genesis chapter 1 verse 27. All throughout history, many have attempted to use the Bible as a means to establish justification for racism. However, these are false prophets who do this because God's word will never justify sin. Washington's museum of the Bible displays what they call a slave Bible, which was published in 1807, which removed portions of scripture, including the Exodus story. Anything that could inspire rebellious thinking was removed. Some missionaries promoted the idea that Africans were cursed in the book of Genesis, and thus their enslavement was fitting. That biblical interpretation was made up at a time when Europeans were beginning to colonize Africa, and it is completely false. The same way Satan will manipulate and use scripture to deceive us, scripture was used in a similar way in this case. It was used as a means to control. Just to show you how serious our oppressors were and still are. In 1712, a man by the name of Willie Lynch said, I have a foolproof method for controlling your black slaves. I guarantee 
Every one of you that if installed correctly, it will control the slaves for at least 300 years. For centuries, our people have been the victims of severe mental programming that haunts and will haunt our race as long as we walk this earth. Nothing can bring back all that has been lost and those who have oppressed us for so long will never release their grip because they fear control being in the hands of the other camp. So how do we love our oppressors? How do we pray for those who plot our deaths? How do we live with those who diminish the quality of our opportunities? An easy way to understand all of this is to understand that if you as a believer are too tied up with the things of the world and society, you could lose your very salvation and become a racist yourself. Of course, we should speak out against injustice. Of course, we should speak up for equal job opportunity among all races, but we shouldn't just speak up for it. We should do everything we can to provide it because we know everyone is not on the same page, but we all want the same thing. We all want peace, respect, a quality of life, a means to which to support our families. We want quality education and we want a chance to sit at the table where important decisions are being made. Unfortunately, there are some people who do not want the playing field that level. On top of that, some men cannot be trusted. There is pride, deceit, and hatred brewing somewhere at all times. The Bible tells us that man cannot walk to direct their own steps. And the people that we lift our voices to are men who cannot walk right. Peace on earth was never promised. But we were told that there is something much better after all of this stuff. Martin Luther King and many others gave everything for an idea, a hope, and a dream. And as much as they accomplished, there is still a lot of work to do. Paul spent much of his time preaching the fact that in Christ, there is neither Greek nor Jew nor Gentile, slave or free. We were all born one thing, and that is sinners. But once we change, we understand that we have been delivered from some things. Racism is one of those things that the world needs to be delivered from. Hate, pride, murder, discrimination, and every other sin the Bible speaks against is what we should be speaking against as godly people. It makes good sense to stand and protest, but what makes better sense 
is to teach people to maximize the small opportunity they do have. The protest should be seen in how we live also, which might be the first step to change. My parents taught my brother and I that in life, we've already got some strikes against us so we have to live above most of what happens to us. Don't worry about the cheaters because they will be disqualified in the long run. And if you start cheating too, you will be disqualified also. Bishop taught us to stand up for ourselves and those around us and to only go physical in special circumstances. I know that might sound kind of odd, but that advice was coming from a father. Without proper counsel from my parents, me and both my siblings would have been racist because of what we went through on that drive across the country. I now understand why the Bible says, while we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Only the love of God can turn racism around. There's a little story in Exodus. You may know it. The Jews were slaves to Egypt. The Jews cried out time and time again. Year after year, they cried out. They struggled through pain, through murder, through hardship, and radical mistreatment. I'm sure some had given up on the fight, but there were those who stayed the course and were fighting for freedom. But at the right time, God raised up a prophet and sent him to the ruler of the land. The ruler of that land was Pharaoh, and the prophet's name was Moses. So the Bible says that God put words in Moses' mouth, and when Moses spoke to Pharaoh, he said what God said, and only then were the people set free. Well, God sent Martin Luther King, Harriet Tubman, and others. And I say that to say God is the only one that can truly fight racism. Yes, we do what we can while we can do it, but one day in the future, God's, God is going to speak. God's voice is going to ring out. God is going to send his deliverance. I don't know when, I don't know how, but I know his deliverance is coming. We just need to keep on teaching and keep on praying. Stand up to make a difference whenever you should and treat everybody right because we all belong to God. God's salvation is not laid up for one group of people or one race of people. Jesus Christ died for everyone, black, white, brown, yellow. Christ died for all of mankind. No race is better or less than the other, because last time I checked, we all needed the same death and resurrection to be saved. 
So how should you look at racism? Like any other sin, mankind needs deliverance from. Deliverance from it and deliverance from being it. We need the help of God. Let us now pray. Heavenly Father, you know the problems that we face. You know the problems that we've lived through, the hardships that we've lived under. But the Bible says that you are our peace. So Father, we ask that you continue to be our peace. Continue to comfort us in this troublesome world. Be the God that turns hearts and minds to you and help us all to walk in your spirit. Rid the world of hate. Rid the world of this racist spirit that we all have to deal with one way or another. We'll be quick to give you the glory and the praise for what you have done, the many mountains you have brought us over, and the trials you have brought us through. Because you have brought us through those things, we know that you have not brought us this far to leave us, but your grace will carry us on. So in the face of racism, God, we trust you. In the face of hate, we trust you. In the face of death, and everything else we may have to deal with. Father, you are our God, and we reach to you, and we trust you in all things. We love you, and we pray for those that have wronged us. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Thank God. Amen and amen.